0: It's time for Father Dave to dispense some fatherly advice.
1: I hope it's time. I hope I dispense it's time now. I hope I dispense it well. Yeah, oh Christine played the jingle. Christina's cracking the whip. Oh yeah, it yeah, is. We time. Gotta
2: do probably, we haven't done fatherly advice in forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Definitely time. <laughs> it's time to She's giving Christina's advice to Father Dave.
1: All right. So this one is, uh, this one is, is challenging, challenging to hear, and uh, it'll be challenging for me or us to provide some advice. So this is from someone who's anonymous, and perhaps you'll, you'll understand why in a moment. She says, my husband, right before the quarantine, cheated on me and left me. He's continued to have relations with random women and says he does not want to work on our marriage. I am devastated. We were married for two and a half years, and this came completely out of the blue. He says he loves me, but he cannot be with me as he's going to keep cheating on me. My heart is so broken. Please pray for me and my husband. I need God now more than ever. Little broken heart emoji. Of course, understandable. Uh, She says, FYI, we are both close to 50, and this is not our first marriage. We had annulments, and we were married in the church. Thank you and God bless. Anonymous. Well, I have the heartbroken emoji, too. That's heartbreaking to hear. Yeah. Devastating. And, and, and on a few levels, I mean, first, when, when I was first reading it and, and it said she was married for two and a half years, for some reason in my head, I mean, I can figure out why, and married for two and a half years, I'm thinking, oh, like, they're still practically newlyweds. They're probably young. They're in their Ooh. 20s and he's a, you know, 20-something guy and, you yeah. know, you know 20-something guys. But then later on she says, we're both close to 50 and this is not our first marriage.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's why she even tacked it on. I believe yeah. that's all in the, in the PS. I think she realized, too, that that's kind of pertinent info or at but, least but, kind of changes right, but, the scene a little bit. Well, it certainly does because to have been married
1: before, let's even just, you know, uh, we, she doesn't give much details about her either. Their first marriages, actually. But, I mean... To to have been married before and to then get an, go through an annulment process. Get an annulment and be married in the church. All of that, I mean, what I what I feel uh, I'm not to personalize it, but what I feel we we have as church have kind of let them both down is that part of that process is certainly should be addressing issues of the most important things that we believe the sacrament of matrimony is and one of those is fidelity being faithful marriages are faithful and fruitful and forever those are the, that's those are the 3 Fs that you can remember what our belief about the sacrament of matrimony is so i mean it, and I, I mean i don't want to jump to conclusions about the guy but it certainly sounds like that he was either being duplicitous in this whole situation Right? Because, I mean, whatever happened with his first marriage went through an annulment. So, I mean, you don't do the—you can't do that perfunctory. It's not like, you know, rate four stars on Yelp and just kind of bang it out. I mean, you actually have to do—it's a lot. You have to do soul searching. So unless he was being dishonest through that whole process just Mm -hmm. to get an annulment and just to get married in the church and and marry her— or, I mean, I suppose it's possible that just now suddenly in life this is when this— this desire to sleep with a lot of women hit him. I would doubt that. It seems like something like that would be, would have been around for a while. Earlier. Or, or I mean, you could also see that, okay, maybe he married young and was faithful, and, and after he got divorced, and it's like, now i got to sow my wild oats. I mean, you could see that, but then that, doesn't, that still doesn't comport with right. going through an annulment process and going through marriage preparation and getting married in the Catholic Church when you say again and again, yes, I will be faithful. Mm-hmm. So there's certainly a, duplicitousness there. I mean, she's not asking me to analyze it. She's asking for fatherly advice. Um, I, And she, she says, please pray for me and, and my husband, of course. And, and she says, I need God now more than ever. And I would absolutely agree, Anonymous, that it is not only time to turn to God, but allow the people who are the Christian community to offer you support, because this is a very difficult time. This is heartbreaking. This is devastating. For many people, this could... Cause a spiral into into depression, or certainly would would um, I would imagine for many people would have them question their self worth, uh, no. any any number of things. So yes, please do uh, not only rely on the Christian community, but reinforce that you are lovable and loved by connecting with people in your life that you can trust and that you can believe do genuinely love you. I mean it's it's I mean when she when she writes in her fatherly advice email that her husband that is leaving her because he can't possibly not cheat on her. She quotes him. She says, he says he loves me, but he, but he's going to keep cheating on me. Well, I mean, we would say that though, that that's an oxymoron. You know, you can't say I am healthy. Cough, cough. I have coronavirus. I mean, it's just, it's these things are not. So, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't don't know what what to tell her.
0: What I would say to that last part is that, and this is sad and I, I'm not uh, promoting this, but I've certainly, I've seen it is that, um, yeah, I mean, I hate to say this, men will try and keep as many options open as possible. So you try and, and, in that case, even that very sentence alone that you just read, he's trying to keep both worlds alive, kind of keep, oh, I have this, I love her, but I'm also going to be with these other women. And that just doesn't work ever, Mm -hmm. but it's something that, people unfortunately have tried to do for millennia well, i think you and- try to have your cake and eat it too and you really can't do both it's not it's not fair on either side and what eventually at least in my experience with friends that have gone through similar things on both sides of the coin um it doesn't work for them it's not right. it's not that doesn't end up being fulfilling for them either but unfortunately this seems like this is fresh would she say right before the quarantine yeah so, so this, this just is happened. all kind of now yeah, just happened. and and unfortunately it usually takes a couple you know tough things to happen and some time before somebody realizes one way or the other. But it does not work doing right. both. So, so, and the, the reason why certainly as Catholic
1: Church and we, others would agree with us why it doesn't work is because this creating an artificial distinction when she says cheating on me, presumably being unfaithful sexually, I mean, i I mean, I suppose one could consider cheating if you were just going on dates and looking lovingly into someone else's eyes or, or texting or something. But I assume she means physical uh, uh, intimacy, cheating on her sexually. That, that to, to say that I love you, and they might even say, like, I'm putting words in his mouth, but I, I can kind of infer it from what she's, sa- what she's saying. I don't love those other women. We've certainly heard this. You know, I love you. I don't love those other women, but I, that's what, so I have to do that. Or that's, that's different. And, and so she quotes him as saying, you know, I I can't stay with you because I love you, but I'm going to keep doing this thing that I see as different from love. And, and we would, the Catholic church would teach that it is only in the context of a complete unconditional love that sex even makes sense. I mean, it, You know, people can say it feels good. There's a lot of things that feel good, but what it is and the gift that it is to us from God is to be in the context of committed, faithful, unconditional love that is open to life and a family. And that's that's the whole that's the whole point. I mean, it's it's not just a feel-good activity. It is how God created the human race to procreate. And it's not just to kind of multiply the number of humans, it's to create family. Um, and so, to, to what our society does a lot—and this is not get, getting him off the hook—that her her husband from our anonymous emailer, what our society does is separate those two things. Well, sex is different than love. You can have the you know, sex, but here's what love is, and we just would say no. Um, she's asking for advice from a woman's point of view. Uh, help, Christina. That's gotta I mean, be painful.
2: It's yeah, it's extremely extremely painful, and I think that it adds to the level, not only obviously is it devastating to be cheated on, but it, at the level of devastation, I feel like is even more when the person just says, well, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to keep doing this. So I, I imagine that it's probably a knock to your self-confidence and maybe feeling like, well, what does this other woman or women have that I don't have? And um, I just want to encourage her to, to, try and focus on her identity in Christ right now because there are so many lies that can come through relationships and through being hurt from other people, um, about who we are and what we lack. But I don't think that this is a reflection on her at all. If anything, like it's a reflection on the weakness of her husband and not on who she is as a person at all. So I just want to encourage her to stay rooted in prayer. I know that, um, it's very discouraging and disheartening, but to continue to, to live have that life of prayer and and ask the Lord to, to reveal to her who, who am I? What is what is my identity and and reveal to me my dignity? Because I think that it's like one of those kind of crossroads where it's like, and I'm not saying this is what she's experiencing, but I, I could imagine that it would be something that is really difficult and like almost like an identity crisis. If you you really invest yourself in this person and in this relationship and it's her second marriage. So you go through this long annulment process and thinking that, okay, I finally got it right. And this is the one, and this is forever. Um, I I can imagine, I can only imagine the level of devastation there. So I just want to encourage her to, to really not think anything is wrong with her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to really just Pray to be able to to know her own dignity, and for his, I pray for his conversion.
1: Yeah, no, she and she said that she said, please pray for me and my husband. Mm-hmm. So we're very sorry, anonymous, that that happened. As as she points out, it was just recent. They were only married for two and a half years, and he only announced well, this right before the quarantine. So this is still fresh for her. So we feel I, for I, you. We pray. I for wonder you. if
0: that means they're in the same space over this whole quarantine you going you know, to stay at home mm. orders and this is all i mean it's that's all even right. harder it's not like you can go out right. and and then catch your breath even you're, you're right there it's well, right, she, right there she says
1: cheated on me and left me so presumably that's oh, a physical okay, right. Physical, right. physical
0: leaving but, yeah, but but you're right i mean he probably has to come back and I get mean, the stuff yeah. you know in some let's way. just say at least it makes it more complex for whole, sure all for of sure. this stuff now
2: She's already had one annulment, so does that make that process more difficult if she wanted to get another annulment? It, do, it doesn't
1: make it more difficult. In fact, I would say with just how I was describing what presumably was happening on his part, if it's if it's that apparent that he was being duplicitous, then it might mm-hmm. even be more streamlined than her first one. Okay. No, mm-hmm. I mean it doesn't it, – it's not like there's a bias on the part of the court, because it is kind of like a court, a, a, a tribunal. Okay. It's not like there's a bias to saying, oh, boy, here we go again. It's They look at each case, you know, individually. It's not like they don't know that there was another marriage. But, no, it's not like if you go the second time around, it's, it, it's you know, a small percentage that it's going to be granted. It, they, they would treat it on its own merits, essentially, essentially. Okay. All right. Well, we're very sorry that happened to you. But uh, thank you for asking us for fatherly advice.
0: This concludes Father Dave's fatherly advice. We hope it helped.
1: Well, we always hope it.